Connesty, how are ye? Welcome to the Candlelit Tales podcast. I'm Aaron Hegarty and I'm one of the co-founders of the Candlelit Tales podcast. We tell stories of Irish mythology with original music. And in this episode, you'll be hearing my sister telling the story of Darug Dhu. This Samhain, the Irish for November, we are leaning a little into folk tales. So stay tuned as we release more stories every week. And we'll take a little bit of a break from the post-show live chats going out on Sundays. And then we'll go live at the end of the month to talk about all these stories with a special guest. So that's great and exciting. And if you want to find out more about what we do, go to candletales.ie. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tweedledum, Tweedledee, you got it. And listen to these podcasts. You can like, subscribe to our YouTube channel to find more videos. And it really does help. It helps a lot, actually. It's so much help. You can also go to patreon.com forward slash candletales to give us some extra help. Now, sit back and listen to this story. The Darug Do. There are many stories in Ireland of the hungry dead, those who do not lie quiet in their graves, those who return, especially in the dark half of the year, when the nights are long and the days are short, and the living must be wary, because the edges of the veil are ragged in the cold. There are those who will return to their families, famished, risen from an unquiet grave, and no matter how much their loved ones give them to eat, their hunger is never sated. They will eat their own families out of house and home and still be hungry, ever hungry. There are those who come back with unfinished business. And there is one who waits at a crossroads. And she is the most feared. Her skin is pale and her hair is a bright red. And her eyes are cold and cruel. And she is known as the Darug and the Daragdu's appetite is the worst of them all. She was once a girl, although her name is lost to time. A beautiful girl, the daughter of a poor farmer. And she once had a lover, a poor man like herself. But the two of them planned to marry. They thought their love would be enough to nourish them. And they thought that it was all that they needed in the world. But this poor farmer's daughter was too beautiful for her own good. With her pale skin and her bright red hair. And she caught the wandering eye of a local lord. A cold man and a cruel man. He did not propose marriage to her. For he knew she would refuse him. He went instead to her father and offered the man a huge bride price if he would give his daughter's hand in marriage. The farmer agreed and the girl was given no choice in the matter. And on the day of her wedding she wept. But her husband did not care one whit 
All he cared for was to possess her, to have her beauty for himself. Her bright red hair, her pale skin. The girl dreamed of escape, longed for rescue. But her husband could see in her eyes that she was not his. He could see her longing for freedom. He could see her defiance and her hate. And so he locked her in a tower. If he could not trap her heart, at least he could trap her body. And there he found cruel games to play with his beautiful young wife. And he found his favourite game was to cut her white skin and watch the red blood flow out of it. The girl did not give up hope. She waited in her tower. She knew that her lover was out there. She was sure that he would come for her. She knew that her father was out there. And she was sure that he would come for her. Once he realised how he valued his daughter's happiness and life over the cold gold that he'd been given by the landlord. She knew that the people of the town were out there. Her friends, those that she'd seen every day of her life. And they knew how cruel this landlord was, they knew his reputation. And she thought that surely they would come for her. They would notice when she did not appear. But time went by, and her husband intensified his cruelties, and no one came for her. No one helped. When people came to the house, and the lady of the house did not greet them, they asked no questions. When she was not seen in town anymore, they might have whispered amongst themselves, but they took no action. And her beloved, this poor farmer, this youth that she had hoped to marry, he took another wife. And so, gradually, she realised that no one was going to come for her. And so the girl stopped eating. And her husband found that this was something that he could not control. He could ask her to eat. He could beg her. He might be able to force some food into her mouth. But he could find no way to force her to swallow. He was helpless. And he watched her. Slowly starve. Starvation is a cruel death. And a lingering one. And all through the last days and weeks that she had on this earth, her cruel husband kept on playing his cruel games with her, watching the red blood flow on her white skin. But at last, at the end of it, blinded and racked with pain, she finally breathed her last. But she did not rest. The fire that burned in her burned too brightly to be quenched. Instead, she rose. 
She went to find her husband. And one night, when her husband was on his way home, he saw her at the crossroads, with her pale skin and her bright red hair. And her skin was paler, and her hair seemed brighter. And she smiled at him and opened her arms to embrace him as she had never done in life. And the landlord rushed to his wife, eager to bring her back home, astonished at the miracle that had returned her to him in such glowing health. And she closed her arms around him, and she brought her hunger and her anger against him. And she sank her white teeth into his skin and his red blood flowed out and down her throat. And this she found was to her taste. This she found nourished her and satisfied her from that gnawing hunger that had been within her, that had been her constant companion for so long. And so she waited at the crossroads for her father, the father who had not killed her, but who had not saved her either. And when he saw his daughter, he too rushed to her, thinking it a miracle, and he too fell to her deadly embrace. Now when these two men were dead, the one who had sold her against her will, the one who had driven her to death with his cruelty, her vengeance was done, but her hunger was not sated. And so she waited at the crossroads still. And one day her beloved came by, after dark. And she stepped out, and she greeted him. And he said to her, for rumours had spread, when her husband and her father had been found with the blood drained from their bodies. He said, you cannot claim me for I did nothing to hurt you. And she smiled at him then and she said, Ah, but you did nothing to save me. You knew what my husband was. You knew what he was doing to me. And you did not come and you did not help. And so I will claim you for my own. And she fell on him and drained the blood from his body. But still her hunger was not sated. And she wanders the roads of Ireland to this day, waiting at the crossroads for any she can claim. Those who are cruel and those who are untrue and those who let cruelty and injustice stand. Those who do nothing to save the suffering. Those who stand by and allow the cruel to prosper. All can be claimed by the Darug Du. 
And so ask yourself, when the evening closes in and the cold winds of winter blow, if you see her there at the crossroads with her red hair and her pale skin, can she claim you? Are you safe from the Daragdu? Thanks for listening, guys, and thanks for Sorica for finding out a new angle of the Darug Do story, the original vampire story. And if you want to find out more about that, go to our patreon.com forward slash candle tales where Sorica puts up more of the links to where she found those stories. You can find out more about us on candletales.ie, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at candletales. And for videos and live streams, like or subscribe to the channel on YouTube, Candletales YouTube, which now has a Candletales for Kids playlist, hashtag Candletales. So go on, go on there now, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. did you do that? YouTube channel, I should say. This podcast is produced and edited by Oshin Ryan, and the story was by Sorica Hegarty, with a little bit of help from myself, if I do say so myself. Liking and subscribing to these things really does help us grow, and, you know, that helps boost our confidence. We do love hearing from you as well. Stay tuned for more stories. We'll be chatting about this story and the rest of our folk tales of this month at the end of the month. So, yeah, get in touch. And we'll be chatting about lots of stuff very soon. Until next time, guys, stay safe.